want the money. I want the title. And I can get it because I'm already doing the work. You've thought it. Now it's time to actually believe it. You're listening to Her Next Career Move, the safe space where you'll learn how to stop your mind from career blocking you so you can claim the wealth and work you deserve. I'm Dr. Jasmine Escalera, a career-minded Latina turned Forbes featured coach, and I'm ready to have some candid conversations about how you can build the confidence to step into the career you know you deserve. All right, now let's get going. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Her Next Career Move. I'm excited to talk you through this one because it's a little bit of a weird way to think about the job search, but I'm here to talk to you a little bit about my dating life. (laughs) What the hell does dating and my dating life have to do with job searching? Well, I'll connect the dots for you in just a minute. But I have to start out by saying that recently I have jumped back into the dating pool. Yes, I have started dating again. And there's a real reason why for the last few years I have in no way, shape, or form (laughs) been in the dating pool at all, not even dipping my toe in it. Well, I guess you could say I dipped my toe in it a few times. I've gone on a few dates in these last few years. I'm not a hermit. But Really, after I left my full-time job, my nine-to-five, I almost kind of went through a grieving period. Now, I was really, really so excited to step into my business full-time. I mean, I feel like this is my passion. This is my purpose. I was put here to be able to support women of color in finding their right opportunities. I truly believe that when we are in the right environments and when we are in the right jobs, that is when we have the capacity to truly focus on our level up. But until we get there, it's very challenging and it's very hard to really be thinking about making this massive amount of money that is going to help us get generational wealth, get that financial freedom and independence we're looking for. It's very challenging when you're in a toxic work environment to think about being confident and opening yourself up and considering your level up. You just don't feel safe enough to do that. So for me, this is where it's at. And I know that leaving my career in my nine to five was the best decision for me. But I truly did grieve, like I grieved it. I thought when I started my bachelor's degree in biochemistry, when I went for my PhD in neuropharmacology from Yale, I thought that this investment of my academic time was going to mean that I was going to be in this field for the rest of my professional life, for my entire career. And so stepping away from it and really saying to myself, this isn't it, even though I had spent 20 years of my academic and professional life in this space, was really challenging. I also stepped into becoming a business owner and becoming an entrepreneur, and no one told me (laughs) that that was going to be one of the most challenging mindset periods of my life, that I was going to have to dig into so much mindset work to be able to feel safe enough, not just to step into being an entrepreneur, but to feel safe enough to be an entrepreneur. 
No one in my family had started a business. No one in my family had done this before. And so stepping into this unknown world required a lot, a lot of strong mindset work, which I still do to this day. If you follow me, if you know me, you know that those rituals are so important. And mindset work is a huge foundation for what I teach and how I support my clients in the Empowered Hire and all of the clients that I support. So these last few years have really been focused on just identifying what this new life was going to look like for me and feeling comfortable being in it identifying the kinds of clients I truly wanted to work with, creating these amazing programs like the Empowered Hire, really trying to figure out that niche, but also just trying to figure out myself. And I still feel like I'm doing that. But once I came down to Miami, the whole goal and the idea was to try on a new me. It was to be in this place that I could be much more connected to the islands, much more connected to my lineage, much more connected to the ocean, to the sun. But it was also about trying on a new me. And so finally, almost a year after being here in Miami, I said to myself, okay, let's like try this dating thing. Let's like get out there. Let's like, you know, figure this out. And of course, the amazing community that I've built here in Miami, my amazing friends were just kind of like, all right, well, you know, we'll see if there's some hotties around here that we want to hook you up with. But in the meantime, get on the apps, right? So for any of you who are listening, who are on dating apps, you know that it is hard AF. Like it is, whoa. (laughs) I think I might have been on the apps for maybe five or six weeks. Um, I maybe went on three or four dates and energetically, it's just not for me. Um, I don't want to say anything about the beautiful souls who are on dating apps, the men who are on these apps. But it was just really hard for me. It didn't feel like my vibe. And I don't know, something about it just wasn't working. And the people that I were meeting just weren't in the vibe that I really wanted to be in to find my partner. But the funny thing about it was when I was on these dating apps, I was cracking myself up. Because every single time I was looking at a profile that had specific language in it, I thought about job descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) This is really wild to say, but I remember having this conversation with one of my clients in my job search program, Marcella, and she asked me a really great question. She asked, how do you look at job descriptions in the right way to know whether a job might be a toxic job before you even go on the interview? How can you assess a job description from the lens of is this even really truly worth my time to apply to? Or from the lens of there might be some things I want to ask or some red flags if I get through this process. And I thought this was really a cool question. And I ended up filming a whole video, a whole training in the Empowered Hire that was specifically around how to review job descriptions and what toxic words you should really be looking out for as a red flag. So as I'm going through all of these dating profiles and swiping right or swiping left, 
I noticed the same exact thing. There were for sure (laughs) some toxic words and toxic red flags in these dating profiles that I noticed right off the bat. And I actually started to think maybe I should film a video, (laughs) but here I am recording a podcast about it. So for dating profiles, there's a few words that I realize you should look out for. One is live in the moment. This individual who has on their dating profile live in the moment is not in any way, shape, or form likely thinking about their future, which means they're not thinking about you in their future. I also noticed spontaneous. That's a really cool word to put in your dating profile, right? Well, to me, spontaneous means I'm going to text you, you up, any time of the evening, And expect for you to respond because I told you that I'm spontaneous and I want you to be spontaneous too. I also love travel a lot because it's not necessarily something that you would think would be a toxic word or a toxic phrase to have in a dating profile. And sometimes it's not. This is one of those where you actually want to kind of ask questions about it. Because for me, with certain people, I travel a lot could mean I'm completely unavailable to you, but I will be very available to the next flight. And this one was really great. Looking for some fun and a connection. That means I'm confused as fuck because I don't know whether I just want to date around you and a million other people and just have fun or I'm really looking for a solid connection. So when I was reviewing these dating profiles and looking at it from the lens of, is this toxic? I came up with a whole list of words just like these. And then I decided this definitely is not the space for me to find my lifelong partner. (laughs) But it really did make me think about job descriptions. And it really did make me think about that conversation with Marcella. And so the real reason for recording this podcast episode is actually to talk to you about toxic words, toxic phrases, or toxic things you might find in a job description and what you should do if it's there. Because here's the thing. I don't think that all job descriptions that have some of the words or phrases or things that I'm talking about need to be completely dismissed. I believe that you should listen to your gut. You've had so many different experiences, and each one of you listening have had different experiences, and those experiences are going to dictate and tell you exactly what you need to do moving forward. And so my biggest piece of advice is to listen to yourself and to listen to your gut. But there still are specific things you should be looking out for, and I want to talk to you a little bit about what some of those are. Are you ready to land the job you want? at a company that will value you as a professional of color, making up to double your salary, then you need to join the Empowered Hire, my job search program and community built to help you do just that. We are waiting to support you, to guide you, and to empower you on your journey and path to landing the right job for you so that you're not surviving in your career, you're truly thriving. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about the Empowered Hire and join us today. So one thing that I notice about job descriptions that definitely puts me off 
is if the job description is ambiguous, meaning you're kind of left sitting there like, what the hell would my job be if I took this damn position? Or the list of responsibilities is so effing long, it's like, whoa, I am going to be doing the job of 50 people. I would say that if the list of responsibilities is hella long and there are words in the job description like wears multiple hats, that's definitely something to look out for. You're basically looking at a job description where it's possible you're going to take a role where you're going to have to be the person who is doing a lot. On the flip side of that, with an ambiguous job description, you're just not sure what you're going to be doing. So what I would say here is that if you decide to apply for a role like this, whether it be ambiguous or the job listing is hella long, you want to go in that job interview and listen and ask a lot of questions. If the job description feels a bit ambiguous, ask questions about what the day-to-day of the role is really going to look like. Have them sketch out the tasks and responsibilities. Ask questions like, within the first 90 days of me being here, what are some of the job duties you would really like to see me tackle or take on? You also want to make sure that you're interviewing with other people on the team to ensure that the roles and responsibilities of everyone are pretty fairly equally delineated. Everyone understands what they are doing. And for a job where the list is super long, again, listen, ask questions, and also for sure meet the other team members. It's essential that whether the job description is ambiguous or super long and you decide to apply and get an interview, you ask a lot of questions about what the position truly entails. And if it's the kind of position that does have the type of responsibilities you want, then go for it and gun for it, but make sure you're asking questions. Now, another really big, big red flag in job descriptions is when they have a huge salary range. (laughs) Like when the salary range is like anywhere between 50K and 150K. That's a big red flag for me. And to be honest, that might be one that would stop me from actually applying to a role. Reason being is that I was a hiring manager previously, and I worked with HR to be able to benchmark positions that I was hiring for. What that basically means is I worked with HR to figure out what the compensation for a role should be based off of industry standards. And for a position, the job description and the salary range need to match. And the salary range should never be that wide. The reason is, is because you should know who you want to hire, you should know what you want them to be or want them to do, but you should also know their expertise. You should also know their level. And if you don't, then you're confused as fuck and you are posting positions with extremely big salary ranges and looking for someone who might fall within the low point or the high point, which are two completely different individuals. So I would say if you see a job where the salary range is very, very broad, you definitely want to watch out for that and ask a lot of questions around what makes the salary range or the top range candidate. So you could ask something like, I noticed the salary range for this position is broad. 
I wanted to know if you could describe the ideal candidate who would be on the top end of this range. That's a great question to ask because they are describing the person to you. And then you get to decide if you fit and want to move forward. Now, I definitely have to talk about some of the very toxic words that you find in job descriptions that you want to watch out for. You've probably seen quite a few of these. Fast-paced, looking for someone with an entrepreneurial spirit. Hey, look, I'm an entrepreneur. Do you know what an entrepreneurial spirit means? You're working 24-7. But when you're an entrepreneur, you're working 24-7 for yourself. (laughs) not for anyone else. Or self-starter. This one really drives me crazy because telling someone they need to be a self-starter means that you're not likely going to provide any kind of support when they start. You want to really be looking out for these toxic words because these are the words that are used when organizations don't provide support, don't have work-life balance, or are looking for you to commit to them over themselves. Now, all in all, the moral of the story here is do you swipe left or do you swipe right? Do you apply or do you not apply? And as I mentioned before, it's totally based off of your experiences. You, as an individual, have had experiences in your career that are going to tell you what you want next. Listen, when I was early in my career, I wanted to work for entrepreneurial environments. I wanted to work for places where I wore multiple hats. I wanted to move up the ladder fast, and I wanted every single experience to do that. So these keywords may not have bothered me in the past, but applying for jobs now, knowing what I know about my experiences, about my career, and about toxic work environments, yeah, Many of these would give me pause, and many of them I would just simply swipe left. I wouldn't even apply. So it's completely up to you. The thing is, if you go for it and apply, then the most important thing that I can tell you is listen during the interview process, because you will hear the things you need to hear if your ears are open and you're open to listening and hearing it. And ask a lot of questions. Ask about what work-life balance means to your manager. Ask about what it looks like for your team and for the company. Ask about things like, what are the roles and responsibilities for this position? And can you detail that out for me? Really think about meeting individuals other than the hiring manager, including people on your team, so that you can get even more detail about what it's like to work at the company and what it would be like to work within this team and in this role. Whether you see these toxic job descriptions or toxic profiles and you go for it or not is totally up to you. But know that at every point in the process, you always have a choice to step out. All right, y'all. So I'll keep you posted on my dating. (laughs) Right now, I'm really interested in just I don't know, meeting people organically, but we'll see how that goes. But I hope you enjoyed this episode and a little bit of a tidbit of what I'm doing here in Miami. And hey, you never know, maybe I'll swipe right at some point in the future, not now because I am not on the apps, on my future perfect person. All right, y'all, till next episode. 
that's all for today's show. Now that you know what you know, it's your move. So girl, get out there and make it. And if you have suggestions for topics you'd like me to talk about in the next episode, perhaps something that might help you get unstuck, then let me know by sending a DM on our Instagram page, at Her Next Career Move. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe to the show to support our movement to flood the work world with dope women of color ready to take it over. Mm -hmm.